0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 3, titled Ghosts. Uh, I think we all know why.
1: A lot of ghosts in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of it? I actually thought this was a really good Walking Dead episode. Um, I feel like I've been engaged in a little apologia, um, you know, trying to lean into the the z nation aspect of the last few weeks but i thought this was a really good episode with solid drama um i was starting to cringe at the beginning when they were doing this like compressed timeline and i'm like oh are they going to then rewind and show us all this stuff like because i feel like that's what old walking dead would do yeah but instead what was that episode of Battlestar where the cylons are attacking like every 21 minutes or some shit like that was it actually called 21 or something i think it's called like 33 or 33 minutes like can't remember exactly. Right. And, and I remember like talking to you about that episode and like hating it because it's such an extreme example. Like they've been doing like every 33 minutes for like a week and they're still doing like full on flight combat sortie pre-missions and post-missions instead of just collapsing in exhaustion. And this show, I think, did a, like a really good job of like. I mean, I don't know what kind of lives you all have lived out there in podcast land, but uh, I've I've stayed up right around 48 hours on Mm -hmm. occasion when I really had to push through something at school or a big project deliverable at work or family problem or whatever. And like that is right at the ragged edge of the average humans kind of endurance where you start to kind of like have this kind of stuff and. I liked that the episode and it also wasn't like zombies constantly. They came in waves that like had hours between them and stuff like that. Like, and it was a great, like that, that framing device, the beginning of like just showing the hours pile on and pile on and desperation exhaustion, how you deal with children in that. Like, I thought that was really cool and a great setup. So I was like fired up for this episode coming into the credit sequence. Um, and yeah, there's a thing or two that struck me wrong, but mostly I, I really liked it. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, they started strong
0: with the, the you know, uh, 44 hours thing. And then the stuff they did with Carol near the end, I thought was really strong, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. To her, her hallucinations. I, it, there's yeah. Like you said, there's some stuff in there that I don't know what they're doing with it. And it struck me weird. But 90 percent of this episode was really,
1: really good. I also think that, like, I I like there's the little ambiguity going into the next episode of like what actually did happen, what was the real real like, uh, are the survivors going to be on the hook for this, uh, you know, whisperer death, um, but but yeah, and and the 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 idea that our community who's always kind of like come out on top. This feels like a better version of the the initial Negan plot line where, you know, you had this real terror that like there's bad people over us, have dominion over us and we can't really do anything about it. And as good as it would feel for Carol to blow alpha away, you know, they'd all be crushed by 10,000 zombies. So I, I like that sense of like, you know, how do you do the right thing when, you have limited places and choices to act. It reminded me a lot of like some of the belt, the, 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 um, um, better belter factions from the expanse, their dilemma this year. Like how do you retain some sense of noble nobility or honor when you're working for villains, you know, for people that are doing indefensible things, uh, when you feel like you don't have any other choice and like shit, pretty top shelf stuff for walking dead to be messing with. But I think they, they carried it off pretty well. Yeah, I think so. All right,
0: before we get into the recap, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we start off uh, at 6 a.m. at hour one, and they kind of use a whole series of uh, title cards telling us what hour it is to paint a picture of uh, uh, really the whole the whole saga of how they noticed that these walkers were coming in waves um, and... Then fighting them off at the gates of Alexandria, wave after wave and getting progressively more tired uh, and and just confused as to how there are so many walkers
1: coming at them. Yeah, there's a lot. The last thing I thought was funny in this, like, for example, Carol sleeps with her badass fingerless granny gloves on, Mm -hmm. you know, full, 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 ready to bare knuckle brawl at at a moment's notice. I also thought it's interesting that they threw in like some human interactions and like towards the beginning of the incursion, I guess when it's all fun and games, like shitty tat girl who still hasn't earned her name is kind of have like a little cute 32nd flirtation with uh, this, this Bo staff dude who may be oh, making right. fun of Henry a little bit. Did you feel like that? I, like a little mocking, m- mocking like the eccentric kingdom. Cause she's a former Negan. Like I can see her having kind of a rough sense of humor about like, Oh yeah, that kid was kind of a dipshit. Wasn't he? Um, Woof. Uh, I don't know. That's a bad look. No, it's a, it's a bad take. Cause we're care. We're, we're loyal to Carol, but still yeah. like, I think it's interesting. And I wonder like, I, I, I kind of hope for a, a big character push for shitty tat girl. Like I <laughs> I, I want to, I want her to earn the name. I want her to like, have me like, Oh yeah, that's, that's uh, that's Denise in my notes or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, there's just a lot of like really cool stuff. Like, uh, like, in, you know, Aaron getting jumped by his burnt zombie, like just pure zombie killing porn. Um, and we start hearing that like it's it's constant wave after wave coming from the direction of her border um, and they're convinced that it's got to be alpha fucking with them. But then at the very end of the sequence where you see a two way zombie herd. Well, now you can't very well say that you got zombies coming from both directions or you can't say it's solely coming from the direction of the whispers. So it kind of sets sure. up this um this tension in the episode that I thought was really effective of like. Is is Alpha doing this? Um, do you want to talk about that now? or? Yeah, we can. I mean, Eugene seems to
0: think in these scenes that it can't be, or that it's not Alpha, that it's probably the fire from the satellite just attracting a hordes of walkers, which
1: I, I guess might be plausible. Well, didn't we talk about this last, like that you would be able to see this for hundreds yeah. and hundreds of miles. It would be like maybe for the first time, since the fall of mankind, something like this event would like casually draw a bunch of walkers. And we, we know how herds work. They'd react to simple stimulus. They'd go into that mm-hmm. direction. And unless something diverts them, they will keep walking in that direction. Right. And yeah. I was kind of thinking about like, the, Oh shit, this is like potentially bad. This could be the new reality for the next week or two. It's like a severe weather storm of zombies <laughs> moving through your, your system. So like, right. On the other hand, You know what they're talking about in the council about Alphos bleeding them dry and trying to exhaust them. And, you know, but on the other hand, she's got the nuke. So why not drop it? Like, I don't doubt that if 10,000 walkers came in through Alexandria, they'd just get overrun. Yeah. So
0: I don't know. I guess I feel
1: I feel like I feel like Eugene's right because. Mm He is it fair to say he's rarely right? Like, I feel like the sh- like he's right no. most of the time in the long run. Yeah. Short term, yeah. he's usually a fool. Yeah. But long term, you not he's, wrong, he's got Eugene. A- you're just an asshole, right? Like, it's, yeah, you're not wrong, Eugene. You just have a mullet and you wear shorts and inappropriate yeah. weather conditions. And people have a hard time taking that whole packet seriously, which mm-hmm. is honestly a character flaw of theirs. If we're being real honest. But- sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, he started, started out probably- as like the guy who pretended to know a lot about a lot and Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has he could do grown a little. I think it. I think he's high functioning enough that he could probably do a little bit more in his human interface, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's it's everyone's got their own struggle, you know. Boy, yeah, it's a real struggle this week for Eugene. Uh, we'll get
0: to those. <laughs> it scenes. really is. Good God, it really is. Uh, yeah. So that goes on for forty nine hours, and then Eugene says, "Oh, Walker's coming from both directions. We're gonna have to fight into the night again, and everyone is already really tired." And then Gamma approaches the gates and tells them that they need to go to the northern border and wait for Alpha, claiming that they had nothing to do with these Walker waves. Uh, so they hold a meeting to decide what to do. I, I, I don't know. Most of the town wants revenge um, for the whole incident with heads on spikes, and Sadiq uh, excuses himself from this meeting very suspiciously, just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. I. I don't know what's going on with him, but we'll talk about it later. Michonne makes uh, the point that they still have no plan for dealing with the walker horde that Alpha has, which she uses that as a, a way to get a shitty tag girl or whatever to shut up. But, but isn't, isn't that, that shitty her job? Highway,
1: sh- shitty, way, hi- shitty highway girl is who was sh- speaking oh, right, right. Uh, isn't that um, her job
0: though? Isn't Michonne and the council supposed to be working on a plan to deal with this thing? Like I think they, but her point is, is like, until back we, in her face. yeah,
1: yeah. But on the other hand, like Michonne could be like, we are working on it and are also fighting us as heard. And yeah, but like, and, and until we have a solid plan to take away their nuke, we can't just, you know, and then all eyes go to Eugene and a new satellite. Yeah, I do love the idea that this is no longer a homogenous group of survivors like, you know, when this lady stands up and says the highwaymen demand justice like a fucking faction within like this is a little bit. Not exactly a house divided, but there's different interests and sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, God damn, I really love this, this, uh, this, this frontier government system that's that's developing. It's really cool. I like how much they deal with that. I don't know. Also, Um, I have to give you some credit. Uh, you killed it on last week's (laughs) YouTube thumbnail for this, for last week's (laughs) episode with the Thora (laughs) blurst, Uh uh, I like I, that. now one, every yeah. time i see gamma shamble up with her mask it's thora blurst man <laughs> <laughs> so i legit like it's rare that like you know like jim's a funny guy but you know i'm on to his shit so like most day in day out I, I crack a thin smile but i i legit laughed out loud when I, I got up first thing in the morning and that that was on my notifications uh, uh, yeah <laughs> so i laughed it, out loud it's a good it. One.
0: i thought it was pretty funny it's,
1: Plus yeah, she's kind of got a resting derp face with that mask too. Yeah. It's it's just a whole package. It's just so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, if you're not checking these out on YouTube, go over to youtube.com slash bald move
0: and we've got a whole bunch of all these podcasts are up there on video.
1: Yeah. Tell your tell your friends if they hate podcasts, but they like the YouTube, we're we're there too. Um but I also really like the fact that like you regardless of factions like people are just you know they make the point that people are tired and they're starting to snap at each other even like mm-hmm. long-term allies uh so it's like Oof, this is going to be to the extent that one thing happens another in the next few weeks like this is a nice rest resting baseline of like potential pressure cooker hot kettle situation to to compile to compile but i don't know maybe i'll yeah. we'll have a good night's sleep after this episode it kind of seems what they're they're hinting at we'll see All right, uh, we move on to Gabriel arranging for the very
0: fresh Negan to fight with Aaron's very tired group, though Aaron's not
1: too happy about it. Sure. Uh, Gabriel puts it together like PB and J. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's your take on this? Is Negan really not wanting to get out there? Was this a little bit reverse psychology? (sighs)
0: Hmm.
1: I I mean, Negan knows... If Alexandria falls, he falls, right?
0: I mean, he's right. got to know that.
1: What's he going to do? He's very aware he's in a prison. of how bad, how bad his ass is as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he's, he's kind of in a rock and a hard place situation too, because if he goes out there and he does anything wrong, even perceived to be wrong, the town is going to blame him. They're going to take out their frustrations on him. Uh, I get that part, but he also needs to help because if he doesn't, and Alexandria falls, he's screwed too. So, mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Probably a little of column A, a little B. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I I feel like it's more of the reverse psychology that he really is trying to make Hmm. plays to like ingratiate himself to the community. And he feels like he's, you know, he was almost there with saving Judith and the, the storm. He's kind of more or less one over Michonne. And now he's like, you know, looking at what other community leaders and, uh, you know, what did, what did the Gabriel call a, um, Aaron, a saint. Yeah, If he can win over the saint to his side, you know, Aaron's very passionate. We've seen him argue convincingly for things he believes in. And also he's open to be swayed like we saw last season. So I, I think it's a calculated. Yeah, it's a calculated double, double secret uh, agent situation. He's got where, you know, oh, don't throw me in that briar patch. Essentially. I just wonder if there are ulterior motives. Is he going to like try and take over? Oh,
0: Alexandria, if he gets a chance or is he, <sighs> Is he to the point where he's just part of this community?
1: I think that I don't really know. That's because there's like great conversation between him and Aaron where he almost seems like he backslides all the way back to full on being a savior. Um, or he at least isn't. But I don't Apologetic know. Uh, for the things he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I see him with a barbed wire, baseball bat, leather jacket and doing the hey hey, hey kind of thing anymore. Like. It's tough to tell uh, 20 years from that you know fifteen years from that, could he run for president of Alexandria, right? like I don't know, um, sure, there are a lot of people who would oppose that, but you know there's gonna be a lot of them dead, there's gonna be a lot of mm-hmm. people with them that mellowed out, and it just depends on the, how the next fifteen years go so yeah he's he's got this uh, jeffordine Morgan has this way of just like smirking
0: and and you know throwing a wry comment out there that makes you always question
1: his motives regardless of how oh, pure yeah. they are. Yeah, like when Aaron plugs in that mace, attach it to his arm and Negan's like, so that's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's great. It's it's funny. But yeah. the old stump to use, you know, he's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's let's... also like a it's a it's kind of like a metaphor for him, too. Like, he's the old stump, you know, he's this withered thing that's not of use for anything but loading corpses and stuff uh, and picking tomatoes. Right. Why not put the yeah. old stump to use? Uh, I think it works as that kind of a metaphorical layer too. Gotcha
0: uh, so when they're out fighting, Negan tries to grab a better weapon so he could be more effective, uh but Aaron won't let him
1: Pretty smart. I mean, you know, you don't want uh Aaron does have the one arm, he's at a little bit of a disadvantage, probably smaller. I don't think he's has as, uh, got as much reach and as as powerful as Negan, so yeah, mm-hmm. letting him have more than a broomstick, you know uh and holy <laughs> shit. Aaron just punching a zombie's head clean off with that fucking yeah. mace ball of his.
0: Oh, it's cool. I wonder what other attachments he has. Does he have like a nunchuck attachment? Does
1: he I do Like know. a sword. It's, could they get away with just going full on dark army or armies Chainsaws? of darkness here? Because his <laughs> his his hand is already so fucking yeah. ash just plug in the chainsaw attachment. Like you could even have like, uh, if him and him and Negan get to be better friends, you could have Negan come in like, I saw this on a movie before all oh, the thing went shit. And he just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, just boom. Who says no to that? Like, I'm me. he's got a spike ball on his hand. This is some already some Z nation shit. Just, yeah, yeah, get some armies of darkness in there. Why not?
0: Uh, then we go back to Michonne, Daryl, and a few of the others go to the Northern border to meet with alpha. And they drop their weapons. Uh, everybody except
1: for Carol, who keeps a not so secret gun on her. And and that's how I knew the episode had me hooked in because I like almost gasped when I saw like the gun yeah. flash, and I'm like, oh Jesus, Carol! God damn it! You're gonna try to shoot a nuke, and it's not gonna work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you want her to shoot the nuke. I you yeah, do the want thing. Because yeah. you really want Alpha to get it, but you, you know do. that she can't of right do. Now. You really do. Um, and then we go back and Eugene and Rosita are fighting walkers. I don't know why they even put this insert in here, really. Other than it sort of half pays off when you see Rosita later, who's like energized by this fight. And then Eugene who's worn down by it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just kind of setting that up with a two second shot of them fighting. Uh, then yeah. Alpha arrives at that northern border. And not only does she know about them crossing the border to fight the satellite fire, but she knows when they cross the winter, uh, the border in the winter. uh, She decides eh, she's not going to punish them, uh, you know, physically, but she is going to modify the border and I guess squeeze them out of their hunting grounds. So Carol's not too happy about that, and she tries to shoot Alpha when she remarks about the way that Henry died. And Michonne stops her and then apologizes to Alpha, and they all leave. Uh,
1: I thought this is a great. Like, you know, Alpha's on her bullshit, but she's internally <laughs> consistent. Like, oh, fire? Yeah. What fire? Fire is nature. It's in its fire's nature to burn. And we, sure. you know, uh, we, we live with nature. We're, we just shamble off and we come back when it's done. Like, we, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that all is cool. And just how gleeful she is at, like, It really sold me on this like just malignant narcissism, right? Like she's she's like all of are her children now that are Mm -hmm. too weak to fight her and she can impose her uh, self on them. And just like the glee she shows in, you know, dictating terms to him and being being, you know, magnificent, you know, like, oh, well, I guess uh, you must be punished. But no bloodshed need to be done. Just the Southern Belle accent. The whole thing is like calculated to just be the worst. Uh, yeah. and she's 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 really good at it, um. But I don't know, like Carol, like Carol not giving a fuck might get the whole community, all the communities killed. The fact that like she cares about Daryl, you know, of course, but also Daryl will take care of himself. Like, does Carol not really care about like RJ or Judith or, yeah. like, is she just so fucking gone on speed that? She doesn't that, that that part of her that worries about that's burnt out. Uh, could be. I don't. I don't know. She
0: doesn't seem too uh whacked out here yet. She's gonna get there when they get to the
1: schoolhouse or whatever. I mean, when they pull when she pulls the gun and shoots, like that's like if she succeeds, Alexandra's yeah. toast. As far as all the communities are toast, like that's such a that's yeah. the definition of pyrrhic victory or pyrrhic victory. Hmm. I don't get it. Um, let me ask you another thing do you think the show needs to explain how alpha can maintain the knowledge of what's going on within her borders in the middle of a blizzard? Like, or do you think that just adds to her mystique? Because I kind of need to know because that's borderline fucking wicked witch looking into the mirror shit. Like, yeah, how, it's like they were establishing that the, the, the walkers themselves were freezing solid. Yeah. So what is it? And, and the humans that were warm blooded were freezing solid. So mm-hmm. how is a person shambling around in a pair of jeans, a uh, fucking flannel shirt and a zombie mask on their head? I don't know. A zombie like, skin. It's a hell of an insulator. It's just it's a perfect insulator. On the other hand, I did think that, like, they killed a hell of a lot of zombies. It could just be that, like, once they get back and they start walking their land, it's, it's kind of like a Goldilocks and a three bear situation. Who's been sleeping in my fucking bed? Yeah, yeah. You know, we left all these zombies here and like, here's a whole bunch of them hacked off limbs and skulls. And now it, like they leave it vague so, enough that you're not sure exactly how they know. But yeah, that's supposed to be. I wish I did. The draw
0: of it. Right. Like, oh, they're they're yeah. so good at knowing. How are they so good? Well, we don't know. That's part of the problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah I'm OK with it. And I thought they did a really good job of building up the tension in the scene, like Carol going up to the stakes and like like having almost a physical like presence. And she's seen, you know, Henry's Hilltop token. And then how powerful it was when the Whisperers kind of like when like the, the alpha emerged from the pack and kind of was escorted forward. And then she takes off. The th- I, I thought all that stuff was really well done. And it was very menacing, like when the Whisperers grabbed the stakes and just started like, Hey, we're moving them. This is our territory. You better run like yeah. and there's nothing our survivors can do about it. I, I thought that was very effective.
0: Yeah, um, we'll probably talk a little more about that at the end because I, I have other questions uh, about that. But yeah. in the meantime, um, they're camping on the way back and Michonne tries to talk to Carol, but Carol just says that you know, Alpha has to die and walks off there's a little exchange between Daryl and Michonne about that. And then Carol spots some whispers in the woods and the group springs into action to try and capture them. Cause Michonne doesn't want to kill any of the whispers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we skipped the Negan and Aaron big long monologue. Uh, no, that's, I think that's coming up a Second. Okay. I think it's the next scene. um, did you have much to say about this Carol thing? I did, did love
1: when she walked off.
0: <laughs> That's that it's seems
1: bitch, like Carol. The bitch got to die. Um, yeah. What do you think about her? I don't know where they're going with her seeing the three whispers. Like mm-hmm. if the whispers had followed them, what? Like Michelle's going to capture them for hostage purposes like what is that going to do? Like maybe get intelligence out of them, but it seems like you're, you know, like I, what are, is the argument? Like, well, they're on our side of the border, but are they? Cause like, I wasn't even sure like how, when did right. they actually officially get off their land? Um, like yeah. I assume at the school, but like if they're just following you to make sure that you get off their fucking land and they're entitled to do that. Um,
0: sure. As, little as much as they're entitled
1: to do anything. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like they, they, they the might make right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as you know, as soon as fucking Manhattan, Mister Manhattan, Eugene can 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 magic up a nuke, take all his horny energy towards Rosita and put it into splitting the atom, then uh, there there might be a new normal. But right now, like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Michonne
0: might. Hmm. Yeah, why is she so concerned that the whispers are following them? Because they're probably just verifying.
1: I don't know. Like it's when they get to question. school, like I assume that that's where that's firmly on their land. And like if whispers were like following them there, that's sure. That's bullshit. You know, like you can make an argument like, well, hey, you know. Um, but on the other hand, I guess, you know, Alpha can make the argument of like, well, you wandered our land three times before we even did anything and you killed one of ours. Fuck you, people. Like, uh, yeah, I don't all, think the show like,
0: has done a great job of showing us like helping us understand where these boundaries are and where people right. can be and can't be at any given time like they just show a random road and say that's the boundary well i don't in know fact, where they, that road is in relation to everything else so it doesn't
1: mean it's anything. kind of smart because they do leave it the geography incredibly vague which is probably good because they can use this random like abandoned roads and bridges right. in georgia and be like hey look this is another thing that's always been here kind they of like film you're filling a scene out the in map glenn mazara's backyard if they wanted to
0: if they paid him, but enough. you
1: always are. They, they make it clear what the stakes are. Like mm-hmm. you're like, well, we're going to make this border go to the river, and now it's going to be this road. And like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? But Carol helpfully steps forward. That's bullshit. You cut us off from our hunting grounds. Ah, okay. Right, now, right. so like, you understand what the stakes are, even though like this is some hundred acre woods, Winnie the Pooh geography going on, and as far as like a map goes. So I thought, yeah, yeah that's pretty. It just makes cool it hard to understand. You know, the dynamics here, the the like who's in the right when they're chasing down whispers who might be following them. Right. I, I love this current season's credit sequence and like how like kind of like dynamic it is. But man, I, I think it was think how cool it'd be to have like a Game of Thrones style. Sure. Like, you know, swooping in from Alexandria over to the kingdom back to, you know, like, so you really do feel like you could see the giant canyon of walkers. And uh, yeah, I I think it would be even better if we had it rooted in geography. Um, But at least they're telling us what the stakes are. And that's the absolute minimum you got to do.
0: All right, so there's this scene with Negan and Aaron. Uh, Negan uses the forbidden weapon to kill a walker, so Aaron wants to Mm. take him back to town. Uh, He refuses to go without needling Aaron over uh, his, his dead lover, Eric, and Aaron needles back about his wife, and then walkers sneak up on him, and Aaron fights him off, but Negan takes that opportunity to escape.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad they clarified this because at first I thought Aaron got blinded by zombie blood or something. I'm like, what the hell is even like, first of all, getting zombie blood in your eyes. Like, I don't even know where the show is on that as far as like that being infection. Like, I'm pretty sure, but like still like, okay, it's blind. But yeah, I guess there's some kind of like, I get I, I know what the fuck hogweed is, but I know what poison ivy is. And I was just thinking like, Jesus Christ, fighting a walker covered in poison ivy. That's some you know, if they want to put Aaron out of commission, that's what you do. You send four or five of those things and I'm fucked. I'm <laughs> fucked unless I can find some in- intravenous steroid. I just die right then and there. Mm-hmm. But um and that because I also like they showed like Negan with a rashy patch, right? Yeah. And I thought, like, did he get bit? Or is that like this gun? But now it's like, oh, he knew about the hogsweed, and he was like, I kind of think long-term fucking with Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Aaron. <laughs> uh <laughs> To to, uh, you know, set him up for in in this this kind of way, or at least, you know, give him something more than he can handle. So, I don't know. It, it seems risky for Negan to, like, go get the Saint of Alexander killed just to make a point about. But yeah, I don't think he's I, trying I also, to like well, he did leave Aaron like Aaron was getting like overwhelmed by zombies and yeah. v- narrowly escaped death and Negan left him there. Now, maybe Negan was like waiting in the wings and he was going to step in if things got overwhelmed or I, I don't know, but it's, on the other it's hand, it's just a bad a, look, right? Like
0: Negan comes back yeah. from the,
1: the mission with one other
0: Alexandrian and that Alexandrian happens to die on the first mission. Yes. He goes out with him. It's, it's, it's you not, don't want to
1: bring the heat down on you. Well, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like I do feel like I do feel for Negan because at some point it's like, you know, if you got a, got a couple and one of you is cheated and the other person's like, take you back. And maybe the first are like checking your cell phone all the time. And they're wanting to put a GPS track in your car. But like, I don't know when you stop that. Yeah. Like it's six months, 18 months, five years. But at some point, the other person has to be like, look, you're either going to trust me at some point or not. And then yeah. Negan has to have like, it is bullshit that like what, you know, what, what another year, two, three, five, they're still going to keep him in fucking leg irons and shit. Like, I don't know. Um, it's kind of an interesting dilemma that I like seeing walking to traffic in. Sure. What do you, what, but but the thing is, that's what I want to talk about the speech with Negan, where he's like unapologetically, you know, like, tell me why the love of my life had to die. Well, let me tell you, cause I was Negan and I held us together. And if, if I didn't, somebody I'd take my shit and that's what happened. Rick took my shit and fires in a position to take his shit back. I like, what are you doing Negan you're like preaching Neganism and you I thought you would kind of come off that shit like I thought that's your whole so- show sojourn back to the sanctuary was about you realizing that that way of things is dead and it's all about Carl's tomatoes now what the fuck what do you what do you think about that
0: uh yeah I'm with you It it seemed a little Negany when he was talking about it I expected him to be a little more apologetic um yeah, I don't know. In some ways, he's not wrong. Like it's it's even in the civilized, relatively civilized society we live in, this is kind of a truth. And then you look at the lawless society they're living in, and it's probably even more of a truth. And I, it doesn't give you license to just be an asshole um, and be a murderous right. asshole at that. But also you you do need to protect what's yours. And I think Alexandria is striking a pretty good balance between the two right now. Um, and, and Negan is saying things that could very quickly push them over that line if they were to listen to him.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if he thinks that Aaron is a little bit on the wobbly side. So he's bringing the real harsh rhetoric to like bring something out of him, or it could be that he's just provoking mm-hmm. him into doing something stupid so that he can make a larger point about like, well, I don't know. Like, I guess the benevolent way to look at that is like Negan now sees the larger community and the fledgling democracy as something that is his, and he wants to protect. Because I, I, that's a healthy way to look at your community, your state, your nation. Is like not in a jingoistic my way of the highway yeah, sure. way, but like, yeah, I, I love my my neighbors and my town, and I want everyone here to prosper. And that motivates me to do things, you know, that's larger than myself. Like, I think that I don't know. But like I said, there's lots of ways to say it. That doesn't make it sound like fucking post-apocalyptic Hitler, too.
0: That's the thing. That
1: same that philosophy can be used for good or evil. Right. Right. It's right. And it's because what what is tough to know which is which. Yeah. Like if you got to protect, you've got to enslave all other communities around you because, hey, man, maybe they would take my shit at some point. Like that's a little hyper vigilant. That's a little, a yeah. little fashy. Um, but on the other hand, yeah. like someone in Kurt, you know, coming and like killing your people and stealing your shit. Probably got to put those people down, you know? Right. The other thing is like, what do we know about Negan and his wife coming into this? That's the other question I had because like Aaron throws this, like you died with your wife hating you. And I've heard that there's going to be a Negan flashback in the future. Something that came up like no spoilers, but like they're going to do a bottle episode about Negan in his past. I, I, I wonder if we're going to like, they're going to turn that up on its head, you know, and like make it try to make Negan ultra sympathetic. And I'm wondering like, what the hell? Cause like, I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine the worst thing that can happen to a person and have it be okay that they turned into Negan and like, I'm, I'm having a hard time with it, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I remember very vividly the, the terrible things that Negan did. So mm-hmm. he beat, beat the death of the baseball bat. A lot of, a lot of people I cared about, a lot of people who I cared about, yeah. I cared about, you know, um, and, yeah, and, and did it just for like shits and grins, mm-hmm. like kind of literally, I, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, uh I, I don't know. We'll see. It's a wound, it's a deep wound that really got to him. Like I've I've rarely seen Negan rattled before and air what Aaron was spitting, that, that fire he was spitting at the end was get was getting there. Alright, let's take a quick break
0: and be right back. Alright, we're back with Michonne's group up north, I guess, or headed south. Um they can't find the whispers that Carol saw. And we find out that Carol's taking speed, which makes Michonne pretty suspicious. They
1: find a building It's, just, to sl- it's- just like caffeine, Jim. She's oh, yeah. just taking vi- Viverin, essentially. Yeah, methamphetamine's you know? just like caffeine. Uh, it's, a, it's a cup and a half of coffee. What's the big deal? Sure. And <laughs> she's taking six. That's the uh-huh. thing. Is like I used to when I was like a like a newly minted programmer. I had these things. Have you ever, do you remember Penguin Mints? These were all sure. the rage back in the Slashdot, Linux, PHP, Pearl days. Yeah, I buy. I like, and I I <laughs> I developed a problem. Uh, I was chewing like each like four or five of them were the cup of coffee, and I was chewing like ten an hour. Oh. And yeah yeah so like and i remember making the iron, the like straight up it's just like drinking coffee it's like okay well if you're drinking literally three pitchers at work a day sure show yeah. me the psycho that's doing that so i i see you carol i see you i understand yeah she's she's gonna have some wicked kidney stones
0: i'm sure oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah uh so they find a building to sleep in for the night which i think is a school uh, and Carol finds a home economics book and hallucinates herself and a bunch of dead children that she knew on the cover. And rather than sleep, she takes two more pills. And obviously, those children we've we've seen them all in the series. It's her daughter Sophia. Uh,
1: it's Lizzie. It's Look at the Flowers and and Mika. Yeah, so this is how I described in my notes. It okay. was um, uh, it, her daughter. Mm-hmm. Look at the flowers girl and her yep. dumb little sister, Henry and that little cookie thief. <laughs> yes. That's how I yeah. called them. And then I looked up, yeah, Sophia, Lizzie, Mika, Sam and and Harry. But really <laughs> Henry, effective. Yeah. Like Henry, sorry. I, I thought I thought this was all like really effective, the way mm-hmm. they kind of sold this ghost aspect of the story. Oh man, like the
0: the from here to the end of the episode with Carol is fantastic. Um, the way they sell this like half reality that she's living in while she's doped up on,
1: well, hopped up on speed. Uh, and the, I mean, it's, it's both, it's, it's, it's the speed and the severe lack of sleep that's resulted from it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. It's not just, uh,
0: that, that you don't hallucinate when you take speed. Uh, you hallucinate when you've been up for 60 something hours or so. Right. Taking right, right, speed right. to keep you awake. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, it's really good, man. I every every time they layer on another part of this scene, I'm thinking, OK, is this real? Is this something imagined? Is it somewhere in between? And they do a couple of really good scenes
1: with Daryl as well. That yeah, that's the thing I thought was effective. real next level where like I was so convinced they were having like we're about to get to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do jump back real quick to Aaron, who can't see very well. He's stumbling around. He's shouting Negan's name, and we see Negan in the shack that he finds, but he doesn't announce it's himself kind of posted yet. posted up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we come back to Daryl, who uh, tells Carol about his trucker dad. Who <laughs> his his trucker dad? I don't mean that in like a weird sexual way. I just mean. <laughs> His dad was a trucker.
1: <laughs> His trucker daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They used to meet at the truck stop. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he tells her about the
0: experience he had where he hallucinated uh, this girl in the road because he was up so long, you know, doing essentially what she's doing, preventing sleep and taking these 24 hour runs. Um, Carol uh, doesn't see the relevance, though. She's not getting it. And she takes another pill
1: um what how how cool of an idea would it be i know this is shows like over a year old but like i would love to splice in the large marge from Wee herman's like that that uh, like it like that that thing in the middle of daryl's like yeah and then then when my daddy got out of the truck he went around looking for the girl and it looked just like like i think that would be yeah yeah you want to scare <laughs> some kids I- well, I, I was like, man, this is so Pee Wee Herman. As soon as he started talking about, like, my daddy running, run, barreling down Route 66 down through Kentucky. It's like, oh, my God, it's a large Mart story. Yeah. Um, and it kind of was. It's a it's a ghost story in an episode about ghosts. And the story itself was a ghost story within a ghost story because it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's like it's such a great scene between Carol because like Carol, like, you know, she's pissed and she's dismissive and she's like, look, I'm nothing like your meth snorting truck driving dad and like genuinely wounds fake Daryl here. And he's like, you know, and she's like realizes tries to be concealed. He's like, no, you're right. But that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Like, that's a fucking great scene. And it didn't even happen. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or what's really going to bend your noodle is when later on tonight you think, wait, which was the real scene and which was the fake one? Cause mm-hmm. either one of them could have been the fake scene. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I know Daryl has said a thing or two about his dad in previous seasons, but I don't know. He never
1: mentioned him being a truck driver. But not that I
0: remember, but it got also
1: that's wouldn't be a surprise if like yeah. his dad spent a couple months as a long haul truck driver, you know, to make ends meet. Like sure. that's okay, yeah. And nothing about his family says that that's not something that would happen. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's any uh, uh, the Walking Dead truthers are trying to decide which version of Daryl is the correct one. Um, anyway, that's something I've been wondering. Like, how sure am I the that the last conversation was the real one and not the the first one? Yeah,
0: um, so Aaron is fumbling around in this cabin. He's just making a shitload of noise, and of course mm-hmm. he attracts some walkers, and he's probably going to be eaten because he can't see anything still. But he's saved by Negan with the forbidden weapon, who then gives him water mm-hmm. rather than bashing him to bits.
1: Uh, I thought this was really effective kind of horror. You know, we talked about how they did some of this stuff with uh, Daryl's new friend that does sign language, I uh, Connie. Yeah. Um, like, you know, do a really good job of, like, taking away someone's senses and showing how terrifying it would be to be just, like, out in the forest at night. But the way they shot this house is very haunted mansion. And the zombies, the way they kind of, like, were downlit, like, made them look extra creepy. And with Aaron being completely blind, uh, I no point that I think Aaron was going to actually die. Yeah. But like, I found it really effective with tense. Like I was gripping, gripping my armrest just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they do with the the tension and the, the
0: horror aspects like the, because occasionally the show gets away from the horror roots. Um, but this episode, they did quite a bit with that, with Carol, especially when she's roaming the halls, right? Looking for yeah. ghosts she can interact with, essentially. Um,
1: yeah. They, they like, do a couple it, I, of horror, like genuine horror moments, which I liked that's the thing. Like the last couple of years of the walking dead before we got to season nine, it was just getting lazy and yeah. the visual storytelling. Like it's just like, Oh, just endless shots for day, day, shoot, shoot day for night and don't give a shit about lighting the sets. And you know, like the zombies were always top notch, but like using them in ways that was actually scary. And you know, just yeah. like having the stupid pop-up zombies out of frame, like in the middle of the woods. Like we talked about how stupid that was. And like this last few years, like, you know, last season had that really great fog on the moors shot where, you know, like Eugene and who was it like uh was it was it uh Father Gabriel, like, you know, trying to hide out in that barn and being hunted by the Whisperers and the graveyard scene where Jesus died. And like, yeah, just just doing some really cool atmospheric stuff to remind us. Of, yeah, actually, this show is a horror show. Uh uh-huh. Maybe every once in a while we shoot it like one. I, it's such a such such a refreshing uh change. Agreed. Um. So, yeah, like I said, Carol's wandering
0: the halls of the school. She's looking for more ghosts that she can hallucinate to. Uh, and she strikes gold with a desiccated body that turns into Henry and calls to her. And then she wakes up and she tells Daryl, I'm not seeing ghosts like your dad did. And Daryl's like, what? What are you talking about? And she then decides she's going to extend her shift, stay up longer and takes another pill. And then she checks her gun, which has a single bullet. And then she runs off after another hallucination. She's very bad at keeping
1: watch here. Uh, Well, and they also have this like this gaunt skinny, like stringy haired female zombie that starts showing up like the psychopath in too many cooks video. Like uh, just like almost peripherally, like you see this woman here and like, it looks like she's crumpled on the floor and then she's standing and like stabbing Carol and she's waking up and it just really blurs that, that liminal zone between waking and, and, and a dream reality to where you're just not sure what the hell is going on. Yeah, um, makes you feel I like I, I it was really, does. really effective. Yeah, exactly. Really put her in your, your Her mindset. Yeah. Um,
0: she gets caught in a whisper snare and takes out a whole bunch of walkers before they find her with some glass in her arm. And then Steek tries to operate on her, but he's hallucinating too. Every, everyone is fucking hallucinating, man. I get it. You haven't slept in a while, but geez. I would not want to do
1: open surgery on a person with 50. Like, what is at this point? like almost three days with almost no sleep. It's a long time and f- yeah. fearing for your life too, like dra- jacked with adrenaline the whole time. Um, it must be, it must be a lot. Um, Luckily, a uh, combat
0: medic, Dr. Dude is there to take over and he covers for <laughs> Sadiq by telling everyone, yeah, he did a fine job.
1: Dante earned his name with me in record time. It's, it's a memorable name. Oh, he's okay. got a, 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 punchable face, a uh, poor man's Jason Lee kind of looking, mm-hmm. uh, MF-er. uh, I want to go back to uh, Carol ensnared. Yeah. Because I think if you buy a version of reality that this whisperer was just keeping an eye on them camping and when Carol got ensnared she was trying to lead the zombies away from her Mm. and Carol brought it on herself by firing her last bullet which really put the fucking oh there's a there's a human here between the zombies teeth and they wanted to get at her like I think you can like I I think Carol's the aggressor here. Like if I'm, you know, I don't know what kind of weird ass alpha diplomacy it even matters. But like my reading is Carol's probably the one that fucked up here. Do you agree? Disagree or. I think you're probably right. I mean, even just roaming the halls looking for.
0: I don't know why she's out roaming. Why is she not keeping alert,
1: uh, watching over the people who are sleeping right now? Because that's what she's supposed to be doing. Well, she because she thought she saw a whisper walking, so she had to go investigate it. And everyone thinks she's crazy. And yeah, she's I don't not know crazy. Why you gotta Jim. investigate
0: it. Like that's the thing. She's obsessed with finding these whispers. I I get it. Like
1: she's. I mean, yeah. If you see angry. a zombie walking like the next room over, you gotta. That's part of like keeping patrol. It's not like oh, there's a zombie in here with us. You gotta neutralize the threat. I think like so that's fine. But how far away from the group do you chase it before you go? You well, that's that's a, that's a well, great question. Let me close question. the door and see if it comes back. <laughs> That's a great question, but
0: she's, not, she's in the gym. The she's, she's in. She's like playing a volleyball match with walkers.
1: Just roaming. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, I really also appreciate Sadiq like this, like so many shows like Sadiq would just be like a, a fucking arrogant ass and be like, no, I got it. I got it. But like him being like, I got it. And Dante, like, look at your hands shaking, dude. You don't got it. Let me do it. And Sadiq's like, yeah, you're right. Like, hooray for fucking adult conversations like and and boo for fucking manufactured drama. So I, I love it. I actually like this, although. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get around to talking to it. Weird energy around Dante and Sadiq. Yeah,
0: we got a scene coming up where we'll we'll discuss it. Uh, yeah. It, one other thing about Carol, I, I get the sense that like she is. She has not been sleeping regularly for a long time, like probably since mm-hmm. Henry's death, right? She just doesn't get much sleep anymore. And that she has been on sort of the edge um, and kind of gone overboard here or, you know, gone gone past the line that she normally does, where. At some point, I get the impression that she is roaming the halls looking for Henry like this is mm-hmm. this is a moment where she doesn't normally see Henry as hallucinations. Right. And she normally doesn't have a chance to talk to him or something. Uh And that this is kind of an opportunity she sees. So she's out there looking for Henry so that she can get some. I don't know if it's closure. I don't know what she's looking for here while she's in this speed induced hallucination state. But she wants to encounter Henry. She wants
1: to see something of her her child. Right. Yeah, I think so. Especially it's like I don't know, like she consciously goes out to find him, but like. She goes, she thinks she sees a whispers, which she probably does. And she goes, and then that's where things start to get fucko in her mind. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think she would be contented to stay there and keep watch, but she keeps seeing things and those things turn out to be her family. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. No, no dreams of. She also she don't give a fuck about the men in her life. Tobin, King Ezekiel. Nah, it's all about the kids. She never, yeah. yeah. If I was, if I was Ezekiel, I'd be like mildly offended that, uh, yeah. I, I, we, we lived, we, we were husband and wife for like five years. Carol, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> can I get a zombie? for I guess he's not dead. Maybe that's the thing. It's like it's you got to be dead for her to care about you that much. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, but Tobin, Tobin's dead, right? Tobin got totally eaten. Do you remember Tobin? Oh yeah, yeah, he got totally Carhartt eaten. man. Uh huh. Carhartt yeah. man. Yeah, the yeah. Guy who no, built no, single-handedly no. built the cold rolled steel wall? <laughs> <laughs> it's Reg's plan, but his his fucking fucking mm-hmm. meat mitts that actually built it. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, Carol don't give a fuck about Tobin. Who? Tobin? Who? No, they've painted this picture for a long time. Like Carol and children have a sordid history, and we see it all sort of flashing <laughs> back here, right? Yeah. Speaking of blurs, that's her relationship with children. Yeah, yeah. it's bless blessing and curse. For sure.
0: Uh, so next morning, Aaron sites sight has returned, and they head back. Nothing special here uh and then we go to a scene that i want to get your opinion on uh rosita and eugene finish killing some walkers rosita seems like she's never been happier uh getting to take some aggression out on them eugene is still trying to get with rosita though and at some point she shouts at him to just get him to understand that it is never going to happen and because rosita feels like she's drunk because of sleep deprivation eugene understands that this must be coming from an honest place uh you know lacking inhibition um and so he finally understands that they are not only never going to be lovers but they have never actually been friends because he's been so obsessed with getting in her pants
1: right and then he leaves yeah i i don't know like what I thought this is uh you know, as cause like I, there's been a lot of discourse on friend zoning, right? You know, <laughs> this, and this like, I don't know. Like, problem, yeah. right. Like I, I talked to many young men and it's like friend zoning is bullshit. And they see it from the perspective of um like, you know, you put in this time into this relationship and you think it's going to pay out. And then it turns out they're never into you and they're not ever going to be into you. And they, they fucking like, you wasted all that time. And like, if I'm a woman and I hear people say that, I got to think that's really fucked up because like like, and yeah. like the, I don't think I've ever heard in a work of fiction like I've heard people like dismissively and mockingly like make fun of like how pathetic the guy is for like allowing it to happen, you know? Um, mm, yeah. But I've never heard like the from the woman's perspective of like so our friendship was nothing like unless yeah. I gave up the cookie, then every, this is all for naught, huh? Like like genuine hurt, like all the shit we've been through, you watching me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Abraham fuck and like like going oh back and like for all like like they've had a lot of history and it's yeah. been up and down. But like none of that meant to, anything to you if I wasn't going to consummate a sexual relationship. I thought that was a really, you know, and, and Eugene also was shame admitting that like I'm a lesser man than I thought I was like, I thought that was. One of the more healthy, like you know, yeah, Rosita was super exasperated, but like, why wouldn't she be? Yeah, I mean, it's, then, just, it's
0: just five years too late, right? It's like, holy shit, you should have had this realization sure. that you were, you know, that you were desperately trying to avoid the friend zone, and your own, her only value to you was what she could get, what she had in her pants,
1: is like, right? You should have realized this so much sooner. And, right. and, and I mean, Eugene would probably be like, well, no, I actually value the friendship, too. But I was wanting the other And like the way he framed it as like, yeah, I really enjoy. Obviously, you're cool and you're funny and you kick ass on zombies and blah, blah, blah. But like also I was hoping to fuck you. And like that right. one part of the relationship wasn't there and everything else is like useless right it's like you know if like imagine a bald move failed tomorrow and i'm like go up to you and like you know what Jim? This last 10 years a fucking waste of my time god damn it every fucking day i've stared at your face over the zoom call sometimes in real life fuck like you haven't had much sleep have you (laughs) (laughs) but that yeah it's like i can see like that that'd be a genuine source of hurt to be like well god i guess you didn't get everything you wanted so everything was a waste like i don't know like yeah yeah it's tough because like I also I, like I also will speak the truth on the other side, which every once in a while, it's true. The women do take advantage of knowing that guys kind of want them and they manipulate them. That does happen. But the vast sure. majority of the girls are just living their lives out there, having yeah. friends and being shocked to find out all their friends want to jump their bones and fuck them if they don't like that's yeah. fucking crazy. So, yeah, yeah. I thought it's handled pretty well, though. Uh. Okay, so
0: Michonne speaks with Sadiq, who claims to just be tired, not definitely not hallucinating,
1: definitely not losing his shit. Uh, she leaves. I, I do love the awkward moment that Eugene and Sadiq have, like right after this emotionally fraught experience, <laughs> he in, and Sadiq's sitting there with like a goofy sleep device smile, and Eugene's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, pretty it's pretty great. Stumbles out of the house,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she leaves, and then Dr. Dude comes by with some drinks, and he tells Sadiq about this time. Uh, about his time as a combat medic in Iraq and how it changed him. Uh, Here's here's my biggest problem with this episode. I did not like this scene. And I actually when the scene started, I thought it was great. I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing it. You know, it's not super clever because I've seen subtext in conversations done hundreds of times. But it feels right in this situation. You've got this macho guy who's a combat medic who might not want to admit his weaknesses unless it's couched in some, you know, uh, just asking for a friend kind of stuff. And then they make the subtext text. And not only do they have Sadiko, well, who was that guy? Who, who was this guy? He all but does air quotes here when he says like, oh, tell, tell me more about this guy and winks at the camera and like, Clearly, Sadiq says it with a tone that makes you think he knows that this is all subtext. But then the guy yeah. says, you're you're having a drink with him. And, and I'm like,
1: wait, it but makes that Sadiq makes it all text. Stupid. It makes
0: it makes Sadiq seem stupid. And it makes us feel like, well, now now you think I'm stupid because I couldn't get this if you didn't explain it to me.
1: I, yeah, it was a <sighs> weird. And I the other thing is. I get this clear feeling that they're like, you know, the, the bisexual lighting has been lit for these scenes. Like they, uh, I feel that Dante is, do you not get, do you not, are you not getting these vibes that Dante's fairly shamelessly flirting with Sadiq talking about how he keeps looking oh, at I my th- mouth yeah. and bring it all the set and yeah, like talk I, I about you how it literally really meant that there was like pink and blue lighting going on. No, the scene. no I mean like, I, no, like, I, wait, I, I, I didn't saw it, it blinded me from the scene. Like, no, like that. They're gotcha. like, I think that they're b- building this like, uh, hey, we're, you know, we're leaning into this anti bi erasure thing. And the fact that Sadiq is a hot guy and he fucked a really hot girl or Zeta. But also, look, there's another hot guy he might fuck. And like, ah. yeah, um, but it's OK. So the first I thought it was weird because I keep forgetting that, like, Sadiq is not in a relationship with Rosita. He is in a parenting mm-hmm. relationship, but they're not in a romantic relationship anymore. Right and I kept on thinking like this is vaguely inappropriate, but then I just like realized why it's because I haven't compartmentalized the fact that like they have a baby together, but they're not together. She's with Gabriel. So mm-hmm. like if Sadiq is bisexual and Dante is in fact, a, a Adonis that thinks he's got a pretty mouth. Why not? Why not? <laughs> they're both available. Uh, sure. Why not? But I'm not sure if it's like, I'm a little slow in the uptake or like if these like this, just, this, this, just Jason Lee guys, not like quite doing it for me or, or what, but like it, it, I don't know it. It's 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 weird seeing just a really sexually aggressive guy uh, making moves on another dude on television, and that probably says a lot about me and my cons like like that's like, you know. I, but I I guess if I, okay, here's the thing: if 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 Dante is a guy and Sadiq is a girl and they're coworkers and he came in with this pretty mouth shit and I'm a and I'm an Adonis and all that, I would think that was a little forward too. It, so, maybe, especially given the
0: scene right before this, where Rosita says, "Man, I'm so tired, I feel drunk," and
1: then Sadiq, yeah, "I'm so tired, I'm hallucinating, I can't perform an operation, I must be drunk," and, and Dante acknowledging and saying, "Actually, you are in, in incapacitated." But on yeah. I mean, think they're all kind of up, so like, and they're all kind of sh- maybe possibly oversharing because I also get on Dante right, like right. this is a big like when you're a big good-looking gregarious dude like him, it is fucking wild to see them have a breakdown about something. Like you've never lived until you've like seen a guy like Dante that you think is like oh he's the fun one he's the guy who's like bulletproof nothing ever gets him down yeah you see a guy like that sobbing in the corner and it'll fucking ruin your day because like Jesus Christ like it's like watching like you know uh I, I don't know like fucking Care Bear sobbing or something it's just like or or Big Bird sure. or Snuffleupagus or, or Kermit Elmo Elmo sobbing like what the fuck me hmm. you know. <laughs> Elmo having panic attacks. Uh, Elmo just breaking down. Like it's like you like that's so like I get I I get it. I don't know. I don't know. I probably I'm probably this is all kinds of problematic that the the, the the discourse we're having about these guys' relationship. But uh they sure I thought about when I was watching it.
0: There's a lot of issues going on in this uh episode. You know, people get sleep deprived.
1: Weird things yeah. happen. Yeah. But I do, yeah. What do you what What's uh Don Dante? Dante. Dante. Yeah. Said C- Dante. Uh, I I I'm, I no, I could I could get it's on the that shit. Said said, what what? <laughs> <laughs> Dante. Yeah. Dante. Dante is Don-teague. better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Said C- Dante. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just sit C- with his with Dante's name at the end. Sounds like a new Taco Bell offering. New oh, Dorito yeah. Loco Sedantes. Get them at Taco mm, Bell. Yeah. Fiery sedante. Mm-hmm. Fiery sedante. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm warming up to some fiery sedante for sure. For sure. Get the get
0: the fiery sedante sauce for just 79 cents extra. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh Carol wakes up. She's fresh as a daisy. Oh man, the sun's out. Things are beautiful. She goes downstairs. Daryl's cooking a full-on. Sunday afternoon brunch he gives her some money they've got money in this world
1: now oh it's so great everything's so beautiful uh, that's, when, that's when I realized it was yeah, uh, the this, money. they're pulling a boner on me because I'm like wait Alexander you're not printing Rick bucks are they <laughs> <No>. like <laughs> you, go, you got to go down to like the supply garage and, 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 and use a, a a Rick back you know like the greenbacks like uh, no there's no way there's no way they're at that level of uh commerce why would they be that's that's insane for the society so they're right right stuck in barter they're in the barter system Uh, god uh, i hope they do i hope they do bring up like how fucking cool would it be like 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 um uh what is it in like the fallout series bottle caps right like this arbitrary like like bullet shells casings that's worth like you know something like i i I do zombie daryl's already rich I do want to see some kind of monetary system because yeah. bar- there's there's limits to barter, barter and trade. Mm-hmm. If you if you paid attention in high school economics, you, you probably know them. But uh, yeah, bring back a money system. Fiat currency in The Walking Dead win season 11. Sure. Seems a bit early, but all right. Uh, yeah, he gives her some money.
0: There, unfortunately, her watch has no hands on it. And Henry's alive, which mm, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for us. Yeah. Uh, and she wakes up again. She's out of pills. Uh, she goes downstairs this time. It's much darker and dingier. Um, and Michonne's there. She explains to Carol why she did what she did the previous night, which I'm not actually sure what she's apologizing for here. I think shooting at
1: Alpha, but also the three walkers that may or may not have been there, it is a weird scene. It's a weird because scene, she, cause I thought Michonne was like apologizing too. Yeah, and then and, and then also Carol's like, well, it hurts being here, and like Michonne, I thought Michonne was going to say, "So you're going to get us all killed to deal with your pain? Go back on the boat, Carol." Like, yeah. I don't. I, there, it feels like the half of a conversation it needed to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michonne goes upstairs to try and get some sleep
0: with her kids. Yeah, uh, I like
1: that coda too. Like they started off with Judith plaintively asking her mom if it's safe to go to sleep because she's always been taught it's not safe to sleep if it's not safe. And now Michonne, you know, not being able to do that, and now Michonne grudgingly saying it's 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 safe for now. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that's a great way to open and end the, the episode. Yeah. And she doesn't get a call of the walkie this time. So
0: maybe it mm-hmm. is actually safe. I don't know. Uh, but then we get a final scene here where Carol asks Daryl if he believes that she saw whispers. He says yes, but she's not totally satisfied with that answer, it seems. And then we go back to the gym in that school, and we see that one of the walkers was actually a whisperer. And now they're actually a walker because Carol mm-hmm. killed them.
1: Man. Talking about putting a hat on a hat. I know. Mask on a mask. Oh, <laughs> a zombie wearing a, a zombie costume. The irony slight like uh, I, I I don't know that. That's a fucking next level Halloween costume, right? Oh, yes. zombie whisperer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You just get a shitty. You just get you do, you do a shitty makeup zombie job, which most people mm-hmm. would be like, well, that's a shitty makeup zombie job. But then you hide it with a shitty zombie mask. Yeah. And now you've got an A plus costume. Fourteen
0: ninety five at the the Dollar Tree. I don't know. Do they sell? Oh, all the for masks? sure.
1: Yeah, you need to you need a latex mask and a, a couple bucks for the bad makeup from the mm-hmm. health and beauty aids department. And you've got a primo, super original, accurate Walking Dead uh, costume. I like it. You probably need a zombie contacts. That probably runs another fifteen mm-hmm. bucks, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to put anything in your eyes that you can buy for under ten dollars. White think. out. Just. Just drop a couple of drops hog of Hogweed. Yeah. Just go out, <laughs> grab two handfuls of hogweed, rub it in your eyes. You got the zombie eyes. There you yeah. go. It's pre, you probably won't go blind. So this is not costuming <laughs> advice. Do not put white out in your eyes. It will not be good. Oh no, for God, no. I, we just said weed. don't put anything that you can you can less than $15 in your eyeballs. Yeah. Or eye drops? You can probably buy eye drops for under $15. Sure. Those are safe. Anything your doctor tells you to put in your eyes. Or things that cost more than $15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five gallons of gasoline. Put it right in uh, your eyeballs. That's about. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's over 15 bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. That's it, man. I haven't slept for 48 hours. I'm giving questionable medical advice. So I got Dante here. He's giving me the eye and he's got a, a whole quart of moonshine. <laughs> Watch yeah. out. I got my eye on you, Dante. I'm not going that. So I'm not him he's in the friend into, zone. That's right. You're a pretty handsome guy who's going to take more than 40 hours of sleep deprivation and a a mug of moonshine, Uh, Mm -hmm. which also I love the fact that Sadiq didn't even drink it because he's a Muslim. He's a devout Muslim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like, I was wondering, like, huh, well, it's the apocalypse. Fuck, you know, but like, yeah, he like politely and he like kind of like smelled it, but then put it back down. Why? Why Dante gulped it? So I thought that was a really nice character moment for him, too. Yeah. We got is that it? Do we do the episode? Yeah, we did. did. We do it good. Uh yeah I'm goddamn I I'm uh really digging this um I'm also really really can't wait to get started on the Manhattan Project because I'm still a hundred percent on that theory oh, uh, yeah it's it's gonna happen I'm feeling so good I'm feeling so fucking good about it I it's really gonna bum me out when I get to like uh if they do build some kind of dirty bomb or whatever some primitive crude atomic bomb I am going to be really chagrined if like that was the leading theory. It, right like if everybody like like literally everybody and their brothers like well he's obviously going to make a nuke with this russian satellite like ah that's insane i mean he talks about radiation sure why not right because like you know if if we were covering this and like we would be covering it as if this is the obvious theory but since i'm not reading anything it's like this guy's like man this guy's going all in on this stupid obvious theory here's Mm. your cookie aaron way to predict the thing that's obviously happening but uh, obvious, I mean, sure. In the, in the way that
0: like, what can you do with radiation in a story? You can either mm. c- cause it to be a hazard to where people die because of it, or you can use it to create power or a bomb. That's that's the only two things you could do with with radioactivity in storytelling.
1: I've been we we've been kind of workshopping uh, a Eugene building a bomb and deploying a bomb skit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wouldn't be like again never hold us to anything. It's the surest way to have us never do nothing. But I I, I do feel like if we can just if we can find a funny place like we had with the uh F- F- fest, then we might we might deploy one. Yeah, we did uh, some before spitballing on the the Wednesday night uh, stereo dot com stream. Yeah. I, I really I really like. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, will be happening tomorrow, next Wednesday, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, Jim and I go to stereo dot com slash bald move and we talk the walking dead.
0: Yeah. It's kind of our uh, feedback episode that we release on Fridays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've had uh, quite a few people um, uh, give us feedback in their own voice is very cool. In fact, there'll be a, uh, a little snippet of the show in the podcast. Uh, uh, if you want to stick around and listen to that at the end. The, the, the post roll. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. We did do a little spitball into that last uh, episode, man. I should have used that for the highlight. Cause that was pretty funny, but I've always mm-hmm. tried to like demonstrate the, the interactivity to get people intrigued. Uh, like, you know, like the question and answer, the, the, the audio stuff, but um, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, if you, sounds like a good time, please join us at Wednesday, 9. PM, go to stereo.com Dot com slash bald move to subscribe. So you get the notification. Uh, the app is free and hey yeah uh, hit the button and let us know what you think about the episode and the walking dead in general and we'll talk about it I'm really looking forward to again no spoilers please but I know the first of the bonus episodes dropped this weekend I just kind of want to like a general thumbs up thumbs down as far as what you thought because like we've been talking about it a lot and it's like man what can this possibly be how can they possibly make something good out of this but I do have a lot of trust in Angela Kang Mm -hmm. but I also know that AMC want wants her out there making money, whether yeah. it's good or bad. <laughs> what what can she do? What kind of miracle can she work with gotta the bonus material? Make those Rick bucks. I gotta make fat fat green ricks. Yeah, gotta get the green ricks. Uh, all right, uh, thank you for stopping by and listen to us crack wise about the Walking Dead for yet another week. Uh, cannot wait to be back here next week and see the next one again. 9 p.m. Wednesday tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, We will be on stereo.com slash bald move. Eastern time, 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Pacific. uh, And we'll be talking about The Walking Dead. Hope to see you there. If not, we'll see you back here next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.